And welcome, everybody. Hello. This is Eileen Grimes of the Jupiter Rising Show right here on KKNW Alternative Talk Radio. And I'm Eileen Grimes, astrologer. And also my wonderful co-host is here, Mr. Doug Johnston. Oh, I love the way you introduced me. (laughs) Introduced you? Introduced me into the (laughs) Hall of Fame, yes. (laughs) (laughs) Great way to start this show, kids. Well, you know, it was sunny when we... When I started out this morning, then the closer I got to Seattle, the more cloudy and cloudy. gray looked. I almost, I almost felt like we must be getting up there. Where the, is there a fire over in Canada or something? I don't, fire in Canada. Oh, it, I it don't looks know. Looks like we got that haze like we had last year when they were burning. Well, it is up a there. little bit hazy. You're right. I don't know. Well, <clears> I guess some of it's going on in eastern Washington. There's some stuff going over there, but who knows? Uh-huh. Anyway, it's not like last year. Thank goodness. Yeah. And the year before, so good thing. Okay, so today on the show, we have a very special guest. Her name is Jackie Slevin. She is an astrologer from back east, and she's going to be on talking about uh, my actual astro celebrity of the week, and that is Barbara Payton. And Barbara Payton is the uh, subject of John O'Dowd's books. He's done two of them, one on... Who we've had on a couple times now. Yeah, yes, more than that, three times. Okay. Three or four times. He's been the first guest at every time I've started a new show. He's always been my first guest. I've made sure of that because he's really good. So anyway, um, she he wrote two books on uh, Kiss Tomorrow Goodbye, the Barbara Payton story, and also Barbara Payton, Her Life in Pictures, which is an extraordinary picture book, as you saw that thing when I brought right. it in. And he's, that some of it's going up for a movie, right? Yeah, I think he's got a movie contract to do. So it's pretty awesome. So, and it makes sense. It's like the perfect story for Hollywood. Yeah. It's full of melodrama, you know, and... and Drama. You couldn't do it any more dramatic than her life. So, Mm -hmm. anyway. Anyway, we're going to talk a little bit about Barbara Payton, and we're also going to talk about... um, We're going to bring in a little bit of Judy Garland in this, too. I have her charts here, by the way, because uh, Jackie has said that Barbara Payton and Judy Garland have similar emotional um, frameworks, evidently. That's how I would put it. So that we want to look at both of those because um, she's convinced that Barbara Payton had a mental illness. So we're going to talk about that. So it's going to be really fun. We're going to be talking a whole bunch of other stuff, too, probably about stationary planets, too. Oh, boy. Anyway. We've got a lot of them. Yes, we do. So, anyway, we're going to be talking about that, and then uh, we're going to have our usual stuff, our usual blurbs and all that, and we're going to just be talking up the hour with Jackie. It's going to be fun. So, anyway. This will be an educational show today. Yes, it will be informational. So if you don't want to listen to information, then you didn't, shouldn't well, listen no, to it. No, it's education. Oh, it's educational. I'm going to yes. reframe it. It's very, educational. It will be very educational. Yes, it will. It very well, very well may be. Especially if um, uh, if it helps people understand stationary planets and what's going on with them yes. if they've got them in their chart. Oh, yeah, that's right. And then also uh, the emotional framework with Barbara Payton and uh, Judy Garland. Very, very interesting. So, And they're both very... Um, if you probably haven't heard much about Barbara Payton. She was a, a starlet back in the late 40s and early 50s. And she wasn't that well-known, but she could have been really well-known. Well, she but, was in a lot of big movies, opposition to big stars right away. Yes, she away. was. She was. She was. Lloyd Bridges was one. Jimmy Cagney was another one. So, so those were opposite her. So anyway... We're going to be having a lot of fun talking to her today. And so let's get this show started, okay? Okay. 
So we're going to be right back with this Celebrity of the Week and Miss Jackie Slevin. This is the Jupiter Rising show right here on KKNW Alternative Talk Radio. Alternative Talk 1150. We're on your radio at 1150 a.m. We're on your HD radio at 98.9 Channel 3. So many ways to listen. We're on the web at 1150kknw.com. Streaming live audio and video as well as MP3 archives of many of our shows. So many ways to listen. And now, we're on your smartphone or tablet. Download our free app in the Apple App Store or Google Play and take Alternative Talk 1150 anywhere you go. So many ways to listen. Bored with the other stations, hammering away on the same old talking points? Try Alternative Talk 1150 and get some variety. And welcome back to the Jupiter Rising Show right here on KKNW Alternative Talk Radio. And now it's time for Astro Celebrity of the Week. Okay, so anyway, we have Barbara Payton on and we're going to bring our guest on right now. Hello, Ms. Jackie. How are you? I'm fine. Thank you, Eileen. How are you today? I'm very good. It's great to talk to you. Thank you. Same here. I'm happy to be here. Well, thank you. We had a great time talking yesterday. It was awesome. So anyway, uh, we're going to talk about Barbara Payton, and I know you have her chart. So, but I I'm, do. And I'm going to give out her information in case there's any um, astrophiles out there that are interested in her data. She was born November 16th, 1927 at 9.15 p.m. in Cloquet, I think is how it's said, C-L-O-Q-U-E-T, Minnesota. So anyway, let's get started on her. And you were talking yesterday on the phone about the fact that you thought she had a mental illness. And I'm kind of curious what you found and where you see it in the chart. Okay. First and foremost, I'm not a doctor. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not a therapist. No. I'm not. Mm-hmm. However, I do have experience working with mental illness in that I worked for a psychiatrist in my 20s typing mm-hmm. case histories of mental patients. Yep. So what I can see in Barbara's chart is I cannot look at a chart and say this person is mentally ill. Right. And frankly, I don't think any astrologer can. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like looking at a blood test. Now, you may be able to diagnose of too much of one uh, mineral or vitamin and lack of something else, but not necessarily, and maybe... A couple of illnesses here and there, but you don't get the big picture. You have to see more, okay? Right. In Barbara's chart, what I can see is a clear pattern of a family trait being played out. Okay. I do think Barbara was could have been a textbook poster girl for manic depressive, bipolar, whatever you want to call it. Mm -hmm. I also think that other people in her family... And her ancestry had it. Mm-hmm. In those days, it didn't have a name. And uh, I think it was cousins, uncles, parents, grandparents, somebody had a touch of it. And also okay. there was um, the family, was, I mean, alcohol, alcoholism ran in the family on right. both sides. Yeah. And that certainly played out in Barbara's life. Right, exactly right. Yes. So where is it, do you see, now I don't know if it's probably any one signature in the chart, 
or what you actually look for in somebody who is manic depressive, you know. And like I say, and like she was saying, this is not a diagnosis. This is just no. a, th- it's a theory, you yes. know, that this is how they adjusted themselves to emotional stress and wounds and all that kind of stuff. So it's how they dealt with that, and it would have been done in a particularly manic or depressive way. So uh, where, do, where do you find that in the chart? Where do I find the manic depression? I mean, where where would you have looked? Well, I'm looking at the moon and Saturn right. in square to each other. Right. Because when you see con- a Ptolemaic contact, a col- Ptolemaic aspect, now right. I'm going back, Ptolemy, you know, who brought us Western astrology in the ancient world, I'm talking, I only use Ptolemaic aspects, conjunctions, right. trines, squares, sextiles, and oppositions. Right. Okay? Mm-hmm. So when you see the moon and Saturn in a hard aspect, or any aspect for that matter, right? there's a family pattern being played out. Yes. Okay. I, yeah, that makes sense. That I makes call sense. it raging genes. Okay? Raging genes. Raging genes. <laughs> You're carrying on a family pattern, whether it's a health issue, you walk in the footsteps of a parent, you're the family historian, or mm-hmm. you're born into a family business and you're going to carry it forward, that sort of thing. Okay, right. So it's gene- It's not just genealogy, but it's the traits that are handed down in the family. Yes, okay. raging genes. Raging yes. genes, yes. That's a good term. I like that. Thank you. It's going to be hard to forget that one. <laughs> no, there's a whole yeah. chapter in, in my book on this, and... I've done quite a lot of research on it. And there's a, there's a tight aspect here yes. between the moon and Saturn. Yep, it's pretty tight. Yeah, and Saturn rules her sixth house of health yes. and illness, right? Yeah. And the moon rules her twelfth house of yes. mental issues and seclusion. Okay, yeah, that makes total that, sense. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, it would. Yep. Okay. Yeah, and Barbara did go into seclusion at certain periods of her life. Yes, yeah, she did. Not in the best ways, though. <laughs> Oh, no, there was nothing healthy about the way she went about doing it. No, she didn't. She was... No, another thing I would see when I was reading after the age, what you see, a lot like schizophrenia. Mm -hmm. uh, And again, I learned this by being a typist, you know, decades ago. Schizophrenia, a lot of bipolar issues. A lot of them don't manifest in full force till the mid-20s. And it was around that time that Barbara started to... Act out. Yeah. Oh, act out literally or figuratively? Um, <laughs> well, pretty much act well. out of control is what I, <gasps> I should say. I, when I, I say. Oh, I was and that say. Okay. Barbara lost her boundaries. Okay, yeah. Barbara didn't understand boundaries or accountability or responsibility. It was like she was this wild person. Yeah. And uh, that's often when this kind of starts. Right. Uh, around age 25, because okay. that started, that's when things started to go south for her, 25, yeah. 26. And, of course, the boundary issue would have been her moon Neptune, obviously. But Oh, know. that and, and, and the sun square Neptune. Yeah, yeah that too. Yeah, all mm-hmm. of that. So yeah. Yeah, that would have been a real tricky thing for her. Mm-hmm. So now about the manic side, where do you see that? You have this depressive side. I see it side. only as I was, I was reading, the, and that, that there's no accountability Mm-hmm. And the Saturn and Sagittarius doesn't like boundaries. Not really, no. No. They, there's also something often cross-cultural mm-hmm. with the Saturn and Sag person, and Barbara ran off to Mexico back oh, and yeah. forth. 
back she, and forth, right? Yeah, she did do also, that. Also, the lack of boundaries is up that the Jupiter is in dignity in the ninth. Right. Okay, Jupiter doesn't like boundaries. No. And Jupiter conjunct Uranus is I'm gonna I'm gonna go where I want to go when yeah. I want to go. Not to Freedom. mention in Pisces, she wouldn't. Thank want, you. This yeah, more. No, no boundaries, please. <laughs> right. Right. No boundaries. Also, she has Chiron up there in the 10th house. Okay. Okay. Chiron was the wild man, but he was also highly educated. Okay. Okay. Also, when, and the, the 10th house is the parental axis along with the 4th house. Right. Right. The, uh, the 10th house is also how you view authority. Barbara didn't do authority figures too well. Not really, no. No, uh, also, and when you have Chiron in the 10th or the 4th, you often have a parent who kind of reneges on their role of being a parent. Oh, wow. That's interesting. And she, Barbara kind of had that. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. Okay. yeah they would reneges on that point. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. not that they don't put food on it. The, either they put food on the table and put the roof over your head, but you don't get too much TLC. No, yeah. Chiron yeah. wasn't big on TLC. Uh huh. Yeah. Right. And that yeah, was you know, right. that is that wasn't his domain. Well, that makes so much sense when you look at her later in her life and her sexual proclivities. Oh and, yes. Yep. Basically. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I can you know I can sort of relate to this. I have a similar thing. I have a Mars and Scorpio too, mm-hmm. but um, it, it's sort of like you're looking for affection and tenderness through the sexual act, which just never quite makes it. So no. When, when everything took off for her. On the negative, you actually have Saturn in Libra. Oh, okay. Saturn in Libra? Went through so, Libra? Yeah. It was oh. in 1952, Saturn was in Libra. Right. It would have been squaring her Pluto. So, the, I mean, it was a trigger because she did all of her movies. And the major part of everything she did was from 49 to 55. Okay. Exactly. Right. A very short yeah. run. Right. But she did a lot. I mean, yeah. she became like a superstar in that short period yeah. of time. She did. Mm-hmm. She did. She and did. The, and at, at age 55, uh, in 1955, she would have been 28, and she was approaching her Saturn return. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Saturn was in, at 55, it, Saturn was going through Scorpio. Scorpio. Yeah. Yep. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Also, what, another thing that blew me away about Barbara's chart is that she was born November 16th, 1927. Now, you're going to like this, uh, Eileen. Okay. Three days, she was born the week of two stations. Yes. We, yeah, I noticed that. I looked them up. I said, hold on. We've got to take a break here really quick. When okay. we come back, we're going to talk about Barbara stations. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I thought that we were sounds... talking about Barbara Payton. Oh, that too. Anyway, we'll, <laughs> <laughs> we'll be right back here with the Jupiter Rising Show right here on KKNW Alternative Talk Radio. And this is a live read for Angela Probst. And at this point, are you probably tired of hearing about essential oils? Are you confused, overwhelmed, not sure where to start? There's so much information in our aromatherapy expert, Angela Probst, with Young Living Essential Oils can help you navigate and meet your health and wellness goals. And now she's carrying HBD, CBD, HBD oil. Happy birthday. <laughs> it was happy birthday. Anyway, uh, CBD oil, and she's supposed to carry the oil, and she also carries the, the skin stuff, so it works on the skin. So anyway, if you want more information or want to talk to Angela, give her a call today at 253 253- 
278-1599 or visit her website at www.myyl.com slash Angela. Alternative Talk 1150, local talk for the body, mind, and soul. And welcome back to the Jupiter Rising Show right here on KKNW Alternative Talk Radio. And we have on Jackie Slevin this morning. We're just talking about Barbara State Barbara Stations. Barbara Payton, Payton Stations. Stationary Planets. Yes, we were. You know, yeah. I was just, <laughs> God. It was a tongue twister. I was trying to rhyme it all is what I was trying to do. Ah. Anyway, so Barbara, t- or Bar- Jackie, tell us about the stationary planets in her chart. Okay, Barbara was born on the 6th, as I was saying right before the break, Barbara was born November 16th, 1927. Right. And three days later, on November 19th, 1927, both planets, Mercury and Jupiter, went stationary direct in her chart. Right. Yes. 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 I was I was looking that up last night after... An, you know, I just hadn't looked her up yet, and I said, "Oh my God, she's got stationary Jupiter and Mercury." Wowee! That's yes. really, yeah, that's really something. Yeah. And both planets indicate someone. I mean, both of these stations being born on a double station like that, right, is another indication of a person who needs to keep moving and doesn't want to stay in one place for too long. And no. that definitely describes Barbara. That's right. She had ants in her pants, sort of. Oh, did she ever? <laughs> <clears throat> Anyway. And that stationary Jupiter actually is perfect trying to her son. Yeah, it is. It's perfect trying. And um, what other aspects does it make? Well, it makes enough. So it's, uh, it's, it's interesting because I would have thought Uranus is right next door. So it's not, yes. well, it's not really affecting that because that's not stationary. But Jupiter no. is. Yeah. Right. Is, is and, in, and also the Mercury's in her fourth house, again, is an, indi- is an indicator of a parent. Right. Right. It could have been that her father had to travel, or maybe they were contemplating moving at that juncture. Oh, it could have been, yeah. Mm-hmm. Because if if you progress it, she would have been three, four years old, something like that, you know. So yeah, and either you know, that or the, a movement or a change of job, change of employment, change in the family dynamic. Okay, but I remember reading about her that her closeness to her father is one thing she never got, ever, ever. And he was never telling her how much he loved her. He didn't do anything. He ignored her. You right. Know? That's, yeah, that's the Chiron up there. Yeah, that's the Chiron. It's also the Mercury. You know, it's yep. like the emphasis on the brain there, you know, mm-hmm. is trying to speak and talk, you know, mm-hmm. but it's being hushed up because, you know, you don't say the stuff around dad. You know, yeah, Mm -hmm. exactly right. So that's just really something else. Mm -hmm. So, okay. So anyway, um, let's see what else are we going to tackle here. This is really cool. The the comparison with her with Judy 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 Garland. Let's do that. Has four stationary planets. Four, yeah, four stationary planets. Judy Garland had four stationary planets. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. We were kind of amazed too. Doug, what did you come up with? Um, She has Mercury stationary retrograde. retrograde. Mm -hmm. Saturn is stationary direct, Jupiter stationary direct, and I didn't write down Mars, but let me look at you it. You mean right Uranus? Uh, was Mars? One of the other. Well, that was, I thought Uranus was. I wrote Uranus down here, but I didn't well, write Mars down Mars is it. the one that's got a retrograde on it. Oh, okay. Hold on one second. I'll just. Well, she's got a lot here. retrograde. She's, you know, that's, that's about as many as I've ever heard of. Is that true for you too, Jackie? 
Yeah, I'm really only seeing, though, of Jupiter, and the Mercury one's a little out. I'm only yeah. seeing Jupiter, actually. Okay. And because I, I just opened the book right in front of me, June 10th, 1922, for Judy okay. Garland. Right. Yeah, I see she was born the week of a Jupiter station. Okay. And five, yeah, well, a wide week for the Mercury, yeah. Okay, wide. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that you know, it's, you were saying oh. that if it's just a few, three degree, or a couple of degrees off, it could be a week, yeah, a week. Right, retrograde. and then on the eighteenth, so that's eight days later. Uranus went retrograde. Boy, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, it does. It does yeah. because Uranus makes an exact yod in her chart, mm-hmm. in in her midheaven. So, I mean, that's like being a human tuning fork. It really is. Yeah, it would have been, you know, for she picking up the vibes of everybody on the planet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she was, and she was very unusual. And what were you going to say, Doug? You were sitting there waiting here for five minutes to talk. No, that's fine. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. So, anyway, yeah, especially Uranus on the midheaven, directly on the angle. I mean, it, oh, uh, yes. yeah, that's really strong, too. Yeah, and also with Judy Garland also has Saturn in the fourth. Mm-hmm. On the car, on the Aries point, no less, which intensifies right. it. Again, Saturn in the fourth intensifies a family trait that's being carried down, and her father was in vaudeville. Okay. Yeah. Okay, and we don't hear much about him. I've heard her oh, all no, about the no, mother. No, no, we don't hear a lot. But Judy worshipped her father, worshipped him. Her, she likened her mother to being the Wicked Witch of the West when mm. she was in when she was playing the um, in the Wizard of Oz. Yeah. Uh, she projected her mother onto Margaret Hamilton as being the Wicked Witch of the West. Oh. Because notice in her chart, her moon is quite void. Yeah. Oh, it is. Yeah. So she did not have a, oh, a traditional of. Uh, relationship with her mother whatsoever, oh, which yeah. is very uh, common in people with void of course and moons. Not that yeah. the mother was bad or she didn't do her job or whatever, but they had an unusual relationship with the mother. Right. And it was uh, her mo- her father, as I said, was a vaudeville entertainer and liked to entertain the family around the piano and as an adult owned a string of theaters. Okay. Okay, that that's how he made a living. And when... um. The father would sit around the piano and play the piano to entertain the family. Little Judy would just pick up the song from her father and go off with it yeah. and leave the family speechless at <laughs> <laughs> what this little girl was doing with this song, right? Oh, well, who else? And the rest is history. Yeah, exactly. So her mother said, well, we're going to put this girl on the stage. And she became a dragon lady stage mother for her daughter. Yeah. Yep. yep, she was. I, yep. remember, I remember hearing about that. And yeah, when she disliked her mother very much. I'm not surprised. Well, that was one of the reasons why she became a drug addict, because the mother was all for giving her drugs to yeah. keep her awake and put her to sleep. And Exactly, and it also happened to Mickey Rooney. And notice the attraction of that Barbara had to drugs. Uh, Barbara took pills to keep her marvelous Venusian figure. Right. And she took pills, she took pills to stay thin. She took pills to go to sleep. That was not terribly uncommon in the fifties. No. You know, we we weren't alerted at that time as a no. society. What is that what pill? I've gained a little weight. <laughs> Diuretic. <laughs> right. What was that, Doug? Right. Doug always know. goes off on weird tangents. Mm-hmm. So anyway, yeah. So yeah, it's um, yeah. I've looked at her chart, at Barbara's chart, a whole lot since um, I know you and I have both done some work for John, astrologically on yes, 
on her chart, and I think you and I probably came up with a similar idea. I didn't come up with the mental illness part, though, but that makes total sense. But, well, it's <laughs> not that I came up with mental illness. Pr- reading about how she lived her life yes, is what rang a few alarm bells. And then right. I pulled up her chart. I said, oh, look, this, this, this runs in the family. Yeah, There was another unstable person in her family as well. Yeah, right. Who a was cousin, it? uncle, somebody. Oh, okay, right. Yeah. Yeah, but both of it, those parents were just too flat out, uh, not even there. You exactly. Because they were alcoholics. So uh, Barbara never had TLC. No. Uh-uh. No, and I know it's a cliche, but she was looking for love in all the wrong places all yes, her that's life. That's true. Right. That's very true. Mm-hmm. You know, and the thing that's kind of interesting about her, and I'm kind of looking at, well, she had stationary Jupiter, stationary direct, and her life really just didn't benefit that much from Jupiter, really. But but there were other things that she did that would sort of show that, yeah, there was some innate talent. She was an amazing interior decorator. Oh, yes. And now look at that Venus in Libra. You see, in my book, Finding Success in the Horoscope, right. I, I utilize the planets that are in Ptolemaic aspect to the midheaven to indicate career potential. Ah. And in Barbara's case, it's Saturn, right. which doesn't make sense, but it will once I explain it. Okay. Saturn and Venus. Okay. Okay, Saturn in that, Saturn's about your reputation and how you have to pay your dues and make your bones mm-hmm. and work in the ditches for a while before you get your name out there and anything, right? Before you can climb the rank. Oh, Hollywood's abs- rife absolutely. about that sort of thing, right, in order to reach the top. Right, exactly. And when Barbara's reputation went south, so did her career. Mm-hmm. People can have a lousy reputation and still have a decent career because they come very they, they become very controversial, but they still are continue to be productive. That's true. That's very Barbara true. Barbara was not productive after a certain age. Not really. No. Uh. Uh-uh. Uh. But the, her second now her her principal planets are almost in tie because Saturn trines her midheaven. Right. And Jupiter opposes, I mean, I'm sorry, Venus opposes it. And Venus is in Libra. Venus is in dignity in Libra. And it receives Saturn in exaltation. Okay. Barbara would have, Barbara, if I looked at this, I would have said, Barbara, okay, acting's not working out for you. You're getting a bad rap around Hollywood. Go into design and stay there. Yeah, exactly. And she was, she would do it for her friends. Yeah. She she would do, you know, remodeling, this and that, and cover chairs and all that kind of stuff. Yes, people and, and, were amazed by her talents. Amazed. And yeah. also the Jupiter station in her life pointed to her innate generosity. Yes, that's right. She d- was very generous, and she would oh, do things for generous. free. She would, yeah, she would decorate for free. She would cook for free. She'd let people come in and live in her prem- on her house for free. And ne- never, money was not part of the prob. It was not part of the program at all for her, not really. No, not but really. She was- Having sex for free with just about everyone, <laughs> yeah, too. Well, yeah, well, that's a play, too. But, you know, sort of the Neptune and the moon in the second house is what money? I don't have to worry about money problems. You and know, she didn't. No, and she didn't. That's very true. No, she didn't. And I think the sexual prowess, well, she's Scorpio, and Scorpio rules sex. But in Barbara's case, it became her identity. Yeah, but it also became a, a, a point of being nurtured. You know, because that's in that fourth house, and I mean, just you know, she needed the, the t- she needed to be cuddled. 
you know, not messed with, although the Mars would be screaming otherwise. But basically, she needed to be cuddled. She needed to be held. She needed to be, you know, she needed a parent to do that for her. And she right, knew, and that didn't, didn't happen, and uh, she was she, she just got the wrong message throughout when it came to love and commitment. Yeah, exactly right. So it's very interesting to, to look at these two charts together because they are very similar in that way. I mean, they're not similar laid out, but if you dig deeper, you can find the meanings. So mm-hmm. It's pretty awesome. So anyway, we're going to take another really quick break, and when we get back, we're going to have more with Jackie and Doug. This is the Jupiter Rising Show right here on KKNW Alternative Talk Radio. And this is a live read for Matt Shea and Matt Shea Books. Matt is a storyteller. His choice of subjects have to do with those who are considered just to be a little different. You know the ones, the ones that are usually outcast and misplaced as a result of being overlooked and misunderstood. Their moment arrives when they are called upon to reveal their real character through some selfless act, thus ending up being acknowledged, then contributing to society. And when all is said and done, he wants his readers to be uplifted and with a deeper message. He will write stories for the rest of his life with the hope that he can create happiness, bring encouragement, and ultimately inspire others. And now he's published a new book called The Best Money Can Buy. It is now available at Amazon.com. For more information on Matt and his books, you can contact Matt Shea at MattSheaBooks.com or email him at WorkinMatt, W-O-R-K-N-M-A-T-T-7, at AOL.com. And now this is a live read for Ms. Susan Bergstrom, the Medicare exchange lady. Medicare coverage is a very important and confusing issue as we near retirement, largely because Medicare does not cover 100% of your medical costs, only about 80%. That means we will need affordable supplemental coverage that takes care of that 20%. Susan Bergstrom can help get the best coverage for you. With her, the process is really easy, and in the end, she will save you money. So now you can attend another free workshop where you can learn all about Medicare. She has one coming up this coming week. Yes, it's August 29th at Puyallup South Hill Library at 15420 Meridian Avenue East at 6.30 p.m. So to to schedule an appointment or RSVP to one of her workshops, call her at Susan at 253-318-9379 or email her at sbergstrom at americanseniorbenefits.com. I'm Gary Mance. I'm Suzanne Mitchell. We're a couple of baby boomers who bring you a talk radio mix of metaphysics and music, politics, and pop culture. And you never know which celebrity will join us for an interesting conversation. Mance and Mitchell is Boomer HQ, Friday and Saturday mornings at 10 on 1150 AM KKNW. Your home for alternative talk in Seattle and Western Washington. Alternative Talk 1150, talk radio for the body, mind, and soul. And welcome back to the Jupiter Rising Show right here on KKNW with Mr. Doug Johnston. And it's always fun to be here. I knew it is. Anyway, and we have our guest today, Ms. Jackie Slevin. She's from back east. Where are you from, Jackie? 
I'm a Jersey girl. Jersey. That's right. You don't live far from John, do you? No, not at all. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. I w- I'd love to meet him someday. I really would. Oh, John's delightful. You've met him? Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, being over all the way here on the you know West Coast makes it a little difficult. Yeah. So. Oh, yeah. You guys just don't travel enough. I know. <laughs> 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 That's probably true, but we've talked about meeting someday. But he's he is an awesome guy. He really is. And he's so sensitive and unusual, you know. Um mm-hmm. but so anyway, and you just read his book. You just I did. got it done a couple of days ago, right? Yes. Yeah, and it was pretty amazing, wasn't it? It's a riveting read. Yeah. It really is. And mm-hmm. the amount of research that went into that book is absolutely mind blowing. It is. It really is. You know, he he literally, you could tell he kept every scrap of, scrap of piece of information he got and somehow worked it into his story. And he did it seamlessly. He did. He really did. Really awesome. So anyway, so let's talk about more stuff here. I think we want to talk about, you know, your school that you do, which is a Slevin method of what was it that you told me yesterday? It's not a school. It's not a school. It's, it's something. It's the Slevin system. Slevin system. Okay. (laughs) It's the Slevin system that I wrote my book on. The title of my book is Finding Success in the Horoscope. Okay. And the subtitle is The Slevin System of Horoscope Analysis. Okay. And in it, I developed a system whereby you can find your best indicator for career success. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. I've been mm-hmm. waiting to find that out. <laughs> You're waiting to find out my system? I've been waiting to find out what I should be doing in life. <laughs> He's pulling your leg. I do a lot well, of things. Well, the first thing you do He's a is... double Gemini. What do you expect? He's a double Gemini? And he does a lot of stuff. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be very hard for him to stick to one thing. That's right. That's true. Yeah, I get bored easy. Mars yeah. is conjunct easily. right to those two, too. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well... I can read out the steps, my 12-step Slevin system to you if you're interested. Well, sure. Why Go not? for it. That's a good idea. This is All an right. education well, first, day. Yes. It's, yeah. It's, the it's, first and foremost is that you must have your time of birth. Yes. So that you can determine the exact degree on your midheaven. Right. Right. Okay. That goes without saying. You have mm-hmm. to have your chart in front of you. Okay. Okay. So the first step is that you, de- de- you determine the sign and degree on the midheaven. Uh-huh. And the second step is that you find the planet nearest to that degree in traditional Ptolemaic aspect within signs, no crossing signs. Okay. And that once you find that, this becomes your principal planet. Yay. I was telling you about my Jupiter on my midheaven yesterday. Right. And then you have to note any planets in the 10th house. Yep. Then you have to note the principal planet sign, strength. Whether it's in dignity or debility, direction, direct, retrograde, or stationary. Uh huh. Number five, you note the house in which the principal planet is placed. Okay. Or whether it is within five degrees of the next house cusp, because then it can go either way. Okay. Number six, you determine the aspects the principal planet makes. Okay. Number seven, you note the house or houses that this principal planet rules. Mm-hmm. Number eight, you note that if the principal planet is exactly conjunct or within one degree of the cardinal axis, and if you don't know what that is, I'll explain it in a okay. minute. Yeah. 
Number nine, you note if the principal planet is in mutual reception or mixed mutual reception with any other planet. Mm-hmm. Number ten, you notice if the principal planet is conjunct or within one degree of a royal fixed star. Uh-oh, what's that? Oh, fixed star, right, okay. Yeah, okay. royal fixed star. There are okay. four royal fixed stars. Okay. Number 11, you combine the above factors where applicable to discover the most definitive shorthand description of the personality. Okay. And define the strongest attributes for achieving success, notoriety, or the highest visibility, you know, where you can put yourself out in the marketplace mm-hmm. and go out there and strut your stuff. Yeah. And number 12 is that you repeat this planet with the planet, you repeat this process with the planet nearest to, de- to the degree of the principal planet. So you just, okay. it's that you do this process of elimination. Okay. But you start with the principal planet and this system that I just outlined for you. Okay, good. All right. Well, I know what mine is. Do you know what yours is, Doug? Your principal planet? Well, I planet? know that Jupiter is mine because it's right at my midheaven. Yay. We both have both that. Both of you. Yes, See, we and- do. We're <clears> stars. <laughs> And Look my, at what you're doing. So you have to you have to put yourselves out there in the public eye yeah. and discuss what you know with the masses. Yeah, Jupiter and Taurus, right? You have Jupiter and Taurus. No, I Aries. have Jupiter and Aries. Oh, you do. You both. It's we in both the do. ninth house. Oh, okay. Oh, it's, it's in the ninth. It's just minutes from midheaven. Okay, great. So the same with me. All right. And then I've got Mercury sitting in that tenth house, trying to okay. Saturn in the third, which is stationary. Okay. For stationary Saturn, yeah. Stationary direct. Stationary direct Saturn, yeah. Well, then you have to write and talk and circulate, Doug. I'm 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 wiggling my foot as I'm sitting here. <laughs> I'm circulating. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Anyway, he does provide the comic relief here on the Jupiter Rising show. <laughs> well, my theory is if it's not fun, move on. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Don't stick around for the other crap. That's right. That's right. Yeah, and I have Jupiter right on a couple minute, couple of degrees from my midheaven, and closest to that would be my Mercury in the ninth in Aries. And then um, it makes a it makes a really interesting grand square. Mercury does, and Jupiter's a part of that too. Uh, if I add Chiron into it, so yeah, it's kind of interesting. Now, what is what is your setup there, Miss Jackie? Yes, yes, Miss Jackie. What is your setup? Well, I'm real curious. You must well, have you mean my principal planet or or my Jupiter. Uh, no, I'm I'm more. Where's your sun sign? I'm a Leo. Oh, I kind of yeah. figured that. Yeah, yeah. Both of us have Leo rising, and we have a Leo sun here. Oh man, this is perfect. We can take over the world. <laughs> <laughs> and, and we're talking about a character, Barbara Payton, whose biographer is a double Leo. John O'Dowd's a double Leo. That's right, and she had Leo rising in her chart. Yes, too. Barbara has Leo rising. Yeah. yeah yep. Yeah. Us Leos have to stick together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a Pisces, though. Anyway. Yeah, she's only one degrees. Yeah. What? She was one degrees. Yeah. Something yeah. Like Barbara that. has was one Pisces. I mean, I'm sorry, one Leo rising. Okay. I'm three. Yeah, I'm seven degrees seven. Leo rising. We're all pretty close there. Yeah, mm-hmm. one, three, seven. That sounds almost mathematical. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I just hope that I haven't been quite as outrageous oh. as what she was. Who? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, she was, I, you know, I actually happen to think that the Jupiter in her chart was a real significant deal. 
because it was stationary and you know you still have another one there but st- Jupiter is the main one and um it just it feels like she was just all over the place you know and never stopped like you were mentioning Jackie well she didn't know what normal was oh that's true yeah and also the disp- if you want to get really traditional the dispositor of her ruling planet which yeah. is the sun yeah is mars right. and mars is in dignity on the cardinal axis so she so she would push that sexuality oh yeah well she went after just about everybody mm-hmm. yeah from what we heard mm-hmm. yeah. she was quite indiscriminate this is quite true yes mm-hmm. Yeah, pictures. I mean, she's got a knockout body. Yeah, she was gorgeous. She oh, was. she was. She oh, was. she really was. Yeah, and, and you know it's interesting because I remember um, looking at John's chart. John felt almost a compulsion when he first saw her in a movie. He just went, Ooh. you yep. know, sun moon right on her ascendant. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, you know, I figured that. There had to have been some major astrological connection there. And yes, there was. His south node in Scorpio, I believe her son was really close to that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you could see the fascination from something from the past from him. You know, it had something to do with maybe a previous lifetime with him, with Quite her. Quite possible. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so I wouldn't doubt it, frankly. I wouldn't either. It's such a strong connection. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean. Oh, to, huge. I mean, to write about a woman for 10 years. and then, Really? And the right 10 more years on the picture book, basically. I mean, that's what how long it took to do the picture book, too. Really? So, 10 oh, years yeah. to do the picture book? You wow. haven't seen this picture book. He sent me I a have copy. not. Seven pounds. It weighs seven pounds. It's five. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's heavy. If there's I mean, a picture literally of her, he had it. Yeah, I mean, it's figuratively and literally heavy. I mean, it was 550 pages long. It's, no way! Yes way. Oh my god. Yeah, and it's all full of pictures. It's and it's beautifully made. That's yeah, very nicely done. Yeah, and I was I use it as a weight every morning. <laughs> yeah, and, you up. know, another it it was alluded in the beginning of the book that a lot of people and not just me and not just John, but people in Hollywood. Yeah. Uh compared Barbara Payton to Marilyn Monroe. Yes. Yes. Right now, I think the big difference there was that Marilyn was more malleable. Now, mm-hmm. both were mentally ill, right? Yeah, right. But um, Barbara was too wild. Barbara wouldn't be controlled. No, she, you know, she was born in the wrong time. Oh. You know, wrong time. Yeah. She was born about 20 or 30 years too early. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And right now, it would have just seemed like, oh, well, she's promiscuous. What the heck? Who cares? You know? And Marilyn leaned on men. Mm-hmm. Uh, Barbara did not. No, she didn't. No. no. No, she was the strong one of the two. Yeah. Especially the, some of the men that she chose. Yikes. I Dreadful. B- yes. But see, she didn't... She was addicted to the high and the rush. Yeah, right. Yeah. She didn't understand the concept of a working partnership. No, she really didn't. No. That's, no. that's a good point. That's a very good point. Okay, we have to take another real quick break here, and when we get back here, we're going to be talking some more with Jackie Slevin and Doug Johnston. This is the Jupiter Rising Show right here on KKNW Alternative Talk Radio. <laughs> And this is a live read for Ms. Samantha Blodell. She's a Reiki and Aura specialist. She's a Beulah May cake maker. We love that. Gotta have it. It's a good cake. I know. 
practitioner, she's going to get more ads for that. She's going to be get requesting. But I don't think she wants to even be baking right now. Oh, oh yeah. I would imagine not. Yeah. So anyway, but someday. Okay. Anyway, she's a practitioner. She does by appointments, readings, and energy healings, aura readings, and home office clearing. She does Reiki classes, the whole business. So anyway, right now she has a new class or Reiki circle starting here on August 27th from 7 to 9.30 p.m. at $10 per person. And so if you want more information or to register for her classes and workshops, go to meetup.com and then go to the Aura Lady Reiki and Aura Intuitive Meetup page. Contact Samantha at 206 403 0283 or at her website at www.soulsupper.com. Be sure to support the sponsors of your favorite shows on Alternative Talk 1150. And welcome back to the Jupiter Rising show right here on KKNW Alternative Talk Radio. This is our last segment with Ms. Jackie Slevin. Jackie, we're having a great time with you here today. Oh, thank you. It's my pleasure to be here. Well, thank you. It's very fun. It's very, very fun. So anyway, you just gave us the list of what to kind of look for for if you're curious about your career and you don't know. The Slevin system. Slevin system. Yes, and, it's a, and there's and a that's lot in more. Your, that's so, in your book, right? Correct. That's your book. And the book is called, again? Finding Success. This Finding Success in the Horoscope. In the horoscope. Yes, that's, it should be easy to remember, yes. Yes, also, and there's a, also an entire chapter in the book on how to discover whether or not you have raging genes. Raging genes? Yes. <sighs> <laughs> whether, you're car- when the- whether you're manifesting a family trait. Oh, I see. A raging. Okay. I'm going to have to get that. I haven't just cut anyone's out. head off. I'm sorry? <laughs> I haven't cut anyone's head off. Well, no, you're, you're a gentle person. Yeah. Yes. But um, anyway, I was just thinking about that when I... You know, both my parents were artists, and it kind of shows in my chart that, you know, I have an eighth house son and, you know, Venus in the seventh and all this other stuff that would lead me to or lead someone to believe that possibly both parents were very artistically inclined, which they were. They were both painters and both singers. So um, in some respects, I did follow in their footsteps but because I got a degree in music you know, about 30-some, 40 years ago, and I did professional singing. And so there is kind of some of that. But I sort of followed kind of in my dad's footsteps, who had a Uranus-Sun conjunction in Pisces. Now, you know, that basically showed up in his fifth house as his firstborn child, which is me. I wonder if this applies to astrology. I think it does. So anyway, um, I'm not sure if I actually followed them into their foot in their footsteps, but it was a really if I had it would have been a good way to go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The girl can sing when she wants to. Trust yeah. me, Jackie. She can sing. Oh, thank you. I don't doubt it. Oh, opera, thank you. opera. Yeah, I did opera for a while. Oh, wonderful! I was told I could do opera, but I didn't. I didn't follow well, that. what about that system that you created? Did that say go for it? <laughs> no, actually, we support you. I, if I it don't did. really have raging genes. No. I, I don't have raging genes. You don't have raging genes. No, no, okay. I don't. Mine are a little snug right at the moment. Could I? But I already told you I'd put on weight. Yeah, right, right. Yeah, <laughs> but I, I don't really fit in. My chart patterns do not fit into that fourth, tenth system. Now, okay, I have a sister who does have that. 
And in her case, it manifested a health problem that came down from my mother's side. Okay. All yeah. Right. So yeah. it doesn't have to be career. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Because I was just, I've, you know, I've looked at my own chart to see where my parents are. It's pretty obvious that in the fourth house, I have Neptune, which is my dad, who's Pisces. And then the 10th house, I have intercepted Taurus, and I have a Taurus mother. So that makes there perfect. There you go. Yeah. There you go. And so... Um, and, but there's no planets in the 10th, either just on the 9th house size. And the 4th house has Neptune next to the IC plus Mars and Scorpio somewhat distant away from there. So, well, Eileen, you know, if you don't mind, give me your data and I'll, I'll just I'll read my system into your chart as we speak. <laughs> okay. All right. My, you, she's been waiting for this, I, just, I can of tell. Course, of course. And, and your birth data, Eileen. Okay. 3-11-52. At 2.08 p.m. in Seattle, Washington. Now all Seattle has it. <laughs> <laughs> and they I don't were think all, I've ever given it out on the air before. They were all waiting to hear it. Oh, I know. I doubt it. But anyway. Is that Leo rising stuff? Yes, I know. We have a few more minutes here. Oh. I want to see what my chart says. <laughs> yeah, well, you probably have to go back to school and get a new career. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about that. Yeah, yeah. Well, let me, i got to burst your bubble a little bit here, okay. Eileen. Okay. Yeah, your principal planet is Neptune. Oh, it. oh, oh it's because closer. It, it, it's yeah, cl- it's closer. Okay. And uh, Neptune uh-huh. rules your ninth of the airwaves, you know? Yeah. So there you go. Yeah. You're doing what you're supposed to be. Yeah, your principal planet is Neptune, and that's the arts. Okay. And that's not having a nine-to-fiver. People who have no. the outer planets as their principal planets do not want nine-to-fivers. No. Do not want to ever do that, ever. No. <laughs> well. And if they, uh-uh. And if they do do it, they don't do it for too long. No, they'll do it for a very short amount of period of time until <laughs> yeah. it's all done, and then I'm gone. Yeah. yeah. I only lasted 10 years doing that. You did? Yeah. 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 Oh, so, so that's interesting. What you're saying is the outer planet on this point in the chart, the closest to the midheaven, you know, and it's whether, you know, I was thinking Jupiter because it's up there close to the midheaven, but I forgot about Neptune. Neptune's, Neptune's closer. Neptune's even closer. It's Neptune's even closer. Even closer. Well, That's mine right. is definitely Jupiter. Is it? Mm-hmm. Okay. That's cool. Yeah. That yeah. makes sense for you, you and your cows. <laughs> I'm, I'll just tell you, Jackie, so you can look at this real quick now. You ready? Yeah. Hold Did on. I have, to, I have to get my grid up here. Hold on. You're Doug great. Johnston, right? Right. Okay, go ahead. June 4th, 51, 8.42 a.m., Watertown, South Dakota. Okay. 42 a.m. And I only have Jupiter in that ninth house. Okay. Mercury in the 10th. Okay. Three Leo rising, Doug, right? Okay. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, we just have we have just a teeny bit of time here, so we got to kind of rush it's Pluto, along here. Pluto, Doug. Wait a minute. It's okay. Pluto? Pluto. Yes, Pluto. Pluto. Pluto's your principal planet, Doug, because it's uh, zero degrees, forty-five minutes to your midheaven. Oh my gosh! Zero degrees. Yeah. Well, Uranus yep. is right there. Oh wait, that's with Jupiter. Yeah. Pluto. Okay. Yeah, Pluto's your principal planet. Good grief! I had I thought it was in his first house. 
It, it is. is. Oh, squaring his midheaven. I got it's it. It's trining his midheaven trining. within 45 oh, minutes. okay. Ptolemaic aspect, like you mentioned. Okay, it's got, a it, trine, got it. It's trying, yeah. Okay. Oh, no, wait a minute. What, is Neptune? No. Oh, no, Neptune's even closer. Oh, Neptune's good. It's both of us are Neptune. We're doing the same thing. <laughs> Neptune is two minutes, Doug. Wow. 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 That's yeah. amazing. That's you so don't nice. want to, no, Doug, you're, you're not a nine-to-fiver guy here. Nope. Never was. Never was. Nope. Ten Never years, went. and I couldn't stand it. Yeah. No. Nope. Even if you like the work, you don't want the routine. No. Nope. Yep. No. Uh-uh. That's true. Can't stand that. Yep. Okay. So, anyway, we have got to go. Oh, Jackie, this has been so you much are fun. fun though. You're fantastic. Thank you. Thank you. And your book again is Finding Success in the Horoscope. And how can we get a hold of you? Uh, JCSlevin at gmail.com. JCSlevin at gmail.com. Thank you so much for being on the and show. And you're today. welcome. Thank you for having me. And the book is on Amazon. Okay, great. I'm going to order it. That's Thank it. Thank you. Okay, you so bet. Will I. Yep. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, bye-bye. Thanks for the opportunity. Love speaking with you. Bye-bye. Okay, bye-bye. I know. Yeah, she's so Leo, isn't she? She's delightful. She really is. Okay. The announcements are coming up. After Dark Readings at Burr's Restaurant with me, Eileen Grimes, 6151 Stillicum Boulevard, Lakewood, Washington, 630 to 8.30 p.m. every Wednesday evening. $20 for 10 minutes, $40 for 20 minutes. That's for your readings. And you'll also get a copy of a Matt book. Shea. Matt Shea book is going to be part of it. And if you come this Wednesday and you want a reading and you heard us on the show, you will have a free reading and a free book. Okay. So, and then the Fall Emerald Spiral Expo is coming up on September 28th, 2019, 9 to 5 p.m. at Kent Commons, 525 4th Avenue North in Kent, Washington. And it's the largest metaphysical event in Western Washington. The vendors and readers are from everywhere. And also, there's just so much going on there. And, you know, you can buy just about anything that's metaphysical there. So you can bring friends and bring your kindred spirits. And booth is, booths are still available. So you can contact a Star Brisky at 425-445-8789 for more information. And how do we get a hold of you, Doug? Uh, the best is to call 206-769-4924. Okay. Call or text. Both work. Okay, great. Thank you. And you can get a hold of me at EileenGrimes.com or you can contact the website for Jupiter Rising, JupiterRisingShow.com. Okay, coming next week is Gray Grassy. He's going to be on, you know, he thought about talking about, you know, stationary planets today. He's the expert on it. So we're going to have him on next week. And the following week, we have on the fabulous uh, Victoria Bell, who is just so amazing. And we just can't. Yeah, that's right. Anyway, she's Virginia Bell. Pardon me, not Victoria. Anyway, she's going to be on. She'll be talking a lot about her book and everything else. So that's it, kids. Doug, thank you very much for being here. Sit in front of your mic again. (laughs) Yeah, it was fun being here. It was a fun day. Yes, it was. Okay. So anyway, we're going to see everybody here next Saturday. I won't be here. That's right. He's not going to be here next week. He's going to be in Portland. That's right. And are you going to be with your cows? I won't be here for a few weeks. That's right. You probably won't be here till mid-September, end of September. So we're going to miss you, Doug. I know. (laughs) 
Okay. Anyway, so that's it for us today. And we're going to see you all next week right here on the Jupiter Rising Show, right here on KKNW Alternative Talk Radio.